Welcome to the Better Leaders League. I'm your host, Cecilia Gorman. I'm a coach and trainer who helps managers of all levels navigate the messy, challenging, and fulfilling work of leading a team. On this show, you'll feel like you're sitting down with a trusted friend and coach who's on your side, sharing real life leadership lessons designed to make your job as a manager just a bit easier. Folks in the league are committed to being better leaders, and since you're here and listening, that means you. Enjoy the episode. Hey friends, it's Cecilia. Um, Gosh, it's been a weird couple of weeks for me, I don't know about you. I've got this lesson though that I think is worth listening to, and and of course, especially if you're managers, right? I I always try to teach something that's impactful for managers, but it's it's helpful in this time that we're in where we're being tested to such a degree. I mean, we, we thought we were being tested in April and again in May, and now we're practically to September and beyond. And I don't know about you, but um, my worry level has kind of been going up and down and up and down. I, I worry for myself and my family, my what's going on with my, my kids and school and my business. And, and then I worry for my, my town and my city of Ladera and, you know, can the businesses recover? And then I worry about California and the level of illness and financial disruption. And then I worry about the US, I mean, it just doesn't end. And maybe you're worrying as well. But I was reading something in a book that I think might be a good antidote for this. And if you are managing a team, I think especially important for you. And it's this idea of social proof. It comes from a book that I am in the middle of by Dr. Robert Cialdini, and it's called Influence. It talks about the different ways that we're influenced in our lives and the different ways we influence people. And essentially this principle of social proof states that one of the ways that we determine what is correct is that we look around us and we, and we, and we see what other people are doing and we use that as a gauge to, for us to decide whether something is correct or not. So, you know, what do I do with this empty popcorn box in the movie theater? Well, I look around and I see, well, is everybody else leaving it on the seat or is everybody else picking it up and carrying it out? Or if I go to a dinner party and we get served chicken, is everybody picking it up with their fingers or is everybody using a knife or fork, right? So we, we look around and we kind of see what everybody else does. And then that gives us a clue on how we should behave. And what it does is it gives us a shortcut so that we don't have to process all of these decisions on our own. We just look around, we see what everyone's doing, and it's it makes an easier pathway for us to certain behaviors. It's kind of like priming a pump, okay? So when we prime a pump, we're, we're just looking for other people to get things started for us, and then we follow suit. We, we decide that it must be okay for us too. Um, one of the examples that Dr. Cialdini uses is the, the practice um, in the 50s of using canned laughter in sitcoms. You know, you'd watch I Love Lucy or, or one of the old shows and there would be this canned audience laughter that was dubbed in. And, and you knew it was fake. I knew it was fake. But when you heard the laughter, it prompted you to laugh as well. OK, so <laughs> sometimes even if we're savvy enough to know that that, that we're being kind of like, led on, we'll still follow what the crowd does. And of course, there's dangers here. I mean, we're seeing it right now in society, right? With riots, people will act differently in a crowd, act in ways they never would have on their own, but once they see the crowd doing it, they do it. I mean, you've heard of cults. When Jim Jones led a cult down to South America, everybody joined in to drink that Kool-Aid because that's what the herd was doing. 
that we see it now with just negativity. People start bashing on a social post and they're saying something negative. Well, I guess being negative is the way to go and we might jump in as well. We also see this in the reverse effect. We see it in inaction. So if we see someone in distress, maybe they've been in an accident or they've fallen down on the street, we'll see, is anybody else helping them? And oftentimes we won't help because nobody else is. So sometimes it kind of screws us up and it gets us working in reverse. And finally, the other, the, the last danger that I think it might be the most important is that our judgment goes out the door because it's an autopilot response. We look at others, we see what they're doing and we respond without really thinking about it. We may step into behavior that we haven't really thought about. Uh, so what does this mean for managers? Well, I think this is an important thing for us to think about, especially in this crazy upside down world. Countering these behaviors that, that we're doing because of the social clues, the, the social proof that we're seeing from other people, it might be as simple as changing our own initiating behavior, okay? So I talk a lot about managers and leaders being role models for the people on their team. And that's essentially what this means is we have to come back to the behavior we can own ourselves and know that we're showing up in a way that if somebody looked to us for cues, they'd be getting positive cues. They'd be getting a role model doing something positively. So we have to think about this in a work context because let's say we're in a meeting and somebody interrupts and maybe they're a patterned interrupter. We look to the leader to say, what is the leader going to do? Well, if the leader ignores it, then the rest of us think, well, I guess we just deal with interrupters that way. We just ignore it. Or if the leader steps into it and says something, hey, actually, I'm going to redirect the conversation back to this person so they can finish their thought, then we're also taught it's okay to, to step in and do something like that. When, when somebody gets angry and yells, what does the leader do? Does the leader escalate? And then we learn, oh, okay, it, it, must be, it must be all right here to respond angrily to the people we work with. Or does the leader de-escalate and acknowledges their feelings, but make sure that there's a productive way to do that? When somebody at work makes an off-color joke, does the, the leader laugh? In which case, the rest of us say, oh, it must be okay to laugh at stuff like this. Or does the leader call out and say, you know what, that's not appropriate. And, and, and speaks into the right way to behave. And now with all this mask craziness, if it's a policy at your work to wear a mask, does the leader abide by that policy? And if they don't, essentially they're saying to the rest of us, you know what, you don't have to either. So everyone is looking around to get that social proof from the leader. And you can switch out leader for any word. You can switch it out there. People are looking to get their social proof from their parents. They're looking to get their social proof from their neighbors, from their friends. Uh, from their coworkers and, and from the crowd that's around them. That could be their department. That could be the leadership team at their company. And that watching others in turn influences their behavior. So I think as leaders ourselves, we have to make the commitment to shift our behavior so that we can start to influence the people that are in our circles because Lord knows we need all the help we can get here. So we need to come to that agreement. And here's a few ideas. And, and some of them are so basic, please say that you'll do them. If, if we could smile more, <laughs> especially in our video meetings, can we make us as the contagious starting point for positivity? Can we listen more intently and be a role model for what active listening looks like on our team? Okay, can we make the choice to take the higher road 
Okay, when, when, when given a choice on how to respond, can we be the ones that respond with kindness and with respect? Can we pick up after ourselves? <laughs> and I know this one sounds silly, but honestly, in all the places I've worked before, I've been in awe of when you go into the restroom and there's paper towels on the counter or there's water on the counter and how many people come in and leave it there. Or, or there's a piece of paper in the lobby and everybody keeps walking by it. <laughs> can we be the ones that pick it up? Or, or wipe it up and show that this is the behavior that if you're gonna be looking at me and you're gonna be mimicking me, that it's something that is respectful to the, the, the social group that we're in. Now, the, these might sound easy to do and hopefully they are so easy that you adapt them, but I know the second you get back to your work and you're inundated tactically, it's tough to remember this. But here's a trick, here's something I do. When I'm trying to be more cognizant of a leadership behavior or I'm trying to stop doing something that isn't working in my favor. I play a little trick on myself and I use my imagination and I imagine that there's a film crew following me. <laughs> okay, stay with me. I imagine that I'm being filmed kind of like on a reality show and that everybody in the world is going to watch what I'm doing. Okay, super helpful when you live with teenagers. And I just pretend people are watching me, how I respond to this, how I approach this how I take this on, how I let this affect me. And when you pretend in that manner, when you imagine that you're being filmed, it shifts your behavior and it, it, it uplifts your behavior. And that's what we want people emulating. That's the role model we wanna be. And that when others are looking to us for their social proof, we've given them a higher example to follow. <laughs> Our time must be up. <laughs> All right, friends, it's your lesson for the day. I'm Cecilia Gorman. You know I love teaching you more things to put into your practice as being a manager, and I hope this one helped. Take care. Thanks for listening to today's episode. And I have to ask you, what's your takeaway? There was something in this lesson that was meant for your ears, for you right now, as it applies to your leadership and, and the current team that you lead. So I encourage you to spend a few minutes thinking about what you heard today and how it applies to you. And if it makes you think of any other managers or leaders who might benefit from this lesson, will you share it for me? That would be helpful, as would you rating and reviewing this podcast on my behalf. I'm happy you showed up today and took some time to invest in you. Again, my name is Cecilia Gorman. If we're not already connected on LinkedIn, send me a note. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're interested in hearing more about what the Better Leaders League is up to, you can find us at betterleadersleague.com. And remember, always believe in better. <laughs>